Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. You are joined by me, Dolly, and here at Lingerie Lowdown Podcasts, I do one podcast every month. And this month's topic is all about single-use plastic. So today, I'm going to be talking all about single-use plastic, mainly in the lingerie industry. Um, We're going to cover what retailers are making a difference, who's trying to have... um, a better impact on the environment, which don't seem to care at all, as well as getting to the bottom of some myths when it comes to packaging, particularly single use. So I'm going to start with some pretty scary facts for you guys, just in case anyone doesn't know how bad single use plastic is and the effect it's having on the environment. We produce over 300 million tonnes of plastic every year. 50% of that is single-use. That is 150 million tonnes of single-use plastic that is utilised for seconds, maybe even one second, torn off, ripped into pieces, and a second later, it's it's, all of its uses has been used up, but it's going to remain on the planet for several hundred years. That is scary. 150 million tonnes every year of plastic used one time so that's not even including all the other rubbish plastic like the hundreds of broken tupperware boxes and things like that so obviously as a parent we can't really stop using plastic unfortunately it's a little bit too late to turn back now and plastic has done some amazing things particularly medical supplies, things like that. Plastic is an absolute lifesaver. However, the single-use stuff is nothing but bad news. It is pointless, it's rubbish, and people don't even like it. So we're going to be covering that today. One thing that was brought to my attention when I started working for Lingerie Lowdown was how much excess packaging there comes with lingerie. I don't know whether it's like this for all types of clothing or whether the lingerie industry think that we want 10 wrappers on a pair of tights, but it's almost ridiculous. Have you ever noticed when you buy something like a pair of tights or a bra, how much wrapping comes with it? There's often two lots of wrapping around the item itself, plus the bag, plus some scrinkly plastic stuff that gets thrown away immediately. And nobody in their right mind saves that stuff to put the tights back into. It's just a waste. And I think the companies know it. So they should really be doing something about it. Penny Lee brought to the attention of Laundry Lowdown recently how single-use plastic is really, really prominent in the laundry Uh, industry and how it's just not necessary. Nobody wants it, nobody expects it and it's killing the environment. Luckily in the last year or so there's been a lot more media attention on the issue. We've had a lot of programs and TV shows like The War on Plastic and it's just making it really hard to ignore and a lot of people who thought they were doing good things by recycling margarine tubs etc etc have realised that it doesn't nothing happens. A lot of these plastics aren't recyclable anyway. So you might think in your home you're doing the best thing for the planet, but really it's all being shipped off to Malaysia anyway. So 
that's a good thing. Any publicity is good publicity and people are becoming more uh, environmentally friendly and a bit more plastic conscious since it's all been over social media and these programmes. But we have still got a really, really long way to go. So like I said, plastic is really important. We make aeroplanes out of it. We make medical supplies. We make lots of brilliant things of plastic and it's amazing. But single use is ridiculous. So I'm not saying we should all throw away plastic and stop using it. I'm saying we should find alternatives for single use plastic. And also companies that are making millions of pounds a year should be... um, doing their bit and I personally don't think they are even customers themselves if you ask them are usually more than happy to pay an extra 10 pence or something like that which is what it would work out as to have biodegradable bags and things like that also these huge companies really do have the budgets and the means to be buying these in huge quantities which would mean the price would be smaller for all the other independent businesses as well so I personally think the change needs to happen at the top But we will get back to that later. I would also like to give a shout out to some companies that are environmentally friendly and are eco aware. Uh, So snag tights only use paper uh, with all their deliveries of tights. So that's brilliant. So snag tights are definitely uh, an environmentally friendly company. Um, In Pudique. I-M-P-U-D-I-Q-U-E, that's a very nice name, uh, are moving towards reducing their plastic as much as they can. Honey Birdette tend to have tissue. Boo Avenue, when using the gift box option online, will send it without any plastic at all. Although there are some fake rose petals in there, and I'm going to hazard a guess that they are plastic. Um, Obsessive and Hose, that's H-O-S-E, like pantyhose, um, are no plastic as well. Miss O body stockings come in a cardboard presentation box with no plastic. Um, Maison clothes, boxed items come in tissue. So there are a lot of ones. And we found also a lot of small independent businesses are doing their bit. Um, and the high street brands really can afford to. But sorry the high-end brands really can't afford to because their profit margin is so much bigger but where we're falling short is this sort of middle ground of brands like ASOS and Ann Summers um, who all use so much plastic an absolutely absurd amount of plastic and they really don't seem to care because plastic is so cheap and at the end of the day these companies really want your money but if we all came together and told them that we don't want any more plastic we don't want to buy it like that anymore would they change? Is it supply and demand? If we all told them that, hey, you're actually really outdated, we're not cool with this plastic, it's really bad, Um, it's like when your parents describe something as gay and you feel really awkward because you'll know they're not homophobes really, they're just really outdated. Is it becoming like that, this awkwardness of single-use plastic? Does someone just need to tell these companies, grandma, stop, you know, turn to card, turn to paper, turn to anything else? So there are some fast fashion brands like Zaffrel and Sheen, etc., who, there's another one as well, I think it's Wish, where they come in Ziploc bags. So yes, they are plastic and they are reusable. Now, this is something that I struggle with because yes, in theory, the Ziploc bag is reusable. Do you all reuse it? I know I don't. And that's the issue. So maybe Zine and Zaffron, Zine and Zaffron, Sheen and Zaffron are saying, oh, but it's okay because we use Ziploc reusable bags. That Ziploc closable wet bag has as much plastic in it as 20 of the really thin, shrinkly wrappers, you know. And are you going to get 20 uses out of it? I don't think you are. And that's just my opinion. For example, I bought a plastic cup 
I was going to stop, you know, having takeaway cups, stop using disposable plastic. I bought a plastic cup. I used it about 10 times and then I left it at Victoria train station. Oopsie. Well, I got 10 uses out of it. Me being me, I decided to Google it. 22 uses of a plastic cup is when it becomes the same carbon footprint as a single-use cup. So really, I'd have been better off using single-use cups than buying a plastic one and having it go in landfill after 10 uses. So yes, I'm sure some of you are at home now saying, but what about bamboo cups? Yes, I've got a bamboo cup now, guys. That's what I've gone for. However, there are thousands, millions of people that don't quite get that, you know, that just because you're using it more than once, you have to use it many, many, many times for it to um, have the same carbon footprint. And with these Ziploc bags, yes, in theory, they are reusable. It's you've got to put it into practice, you know. Can you tell me that you're reusing that Zip bag 15 times or the amount of plastic that's in it compared to a single wrap? If you are, brilliant, good for you. I should take a leaf out of your book. However, I think it's kind of... I don't know if false economy is the right saying, but I think people are feeling better for reusing things. But they're, you know, like the bags for life. Yes, if re- you reuse them, you know, 50 times, they're great. But in on the whole, they do have about seven times as much plastic in them as a normal carrier bag. So you need to use it at least seven times for you to be, for it to be beneficial. One of the companies I mentioned uh, when I was talking about the sort of high street, middle, middle, uh, middle of the road brands that I don't think are pulling their weight. I mentioned Ann Summers. I'm a huge fan of Ann Summers. I buy a lot from there. I love reviewing it. I wear it for work. I wear it every day. I enjoy looking around the shop and online. I'm a big fan. However, oh my gosh, the amount of plastic. You know, I recently bought a bra, a suspender belt and a pair of knickers online. What I kind of expected was a small, I was hoping for, you know, maybe a biodegradable envelope no it wasn't it was a big plastic one inside each item was on its own coat hanger inside two plastic bags with lots of little plastic circles I'm not really sure how to describe them sort of little plastic clips that would clip the underwear to the coat hanger just pointless just absolute faff maybe they think because you've paid you know 60 pounds for a lingerie set that you're expecting lots of bits of crap that you need to throw away but you know it it was annoying for me to try and get to my items and have that much plastic in the way and you know when I'm finished with it there's just piles and piles of plastic on the floor that is going to stay on this earth forever for hundreds of years at least and yeah that's kind of worrying so Anne Summers I do think um need to step it up really and I'm saying that as a huge fan of the brand So let's talk statistics. I wanted to do a little bit of market research. So I've been putting some polls out on Instagram to see what people thought about it. Now, my demographic on Instagram is 60% male and 40% female. And the age is between 20 and 60. So quite wide, really. And if you think there's probably not huge amounts of 70-year-olds using Instagram, I feel like it does cover quite a wide demographic, especially considering I'm a glamour model. But thanks very much for the follows. So I feel like I have quite um, a mixed and varied demographic. So I put out the following questions. Number one, can you tell me brands that you think are eco-friendly in their packaging? Number two, can you tell me brands that you think are not eco-friendly in their packaging? So in that second question, the winner by far was Ann Summers. And people even sent me photos 
of Anne Summers um, and how much packaging they have. However, close second was Amazon. And now I find that difficult because firstly, Amazon used cardboard. So yes, they do. You know, we've all seen these posts where Amazon send, um, you know, a boomerang in a box the size of a double bed and these stupid, the sizes of the boxes and stuff like that. And yes, it's a waste. However, it is cardboard and even their tape is cardboard. The small amount of plastic on the tape is like some biodegradable gum and they are, I wouldn't say doing their bit because, um, well, they just make far too much money and they're terrible and the carbon footprint of the deliveries is pretty awful. But they're not half bad, you know, considering at the end of the day their main aim is to make money and not to save the turtles. I don't think Amazon are that bad. So I, from all the feedback I got, I completely understand where you're coming from. We've all opened that absolutely huge box. However, they don't really use the polystyrene chips, which are plastic. They tend to use lots of screenkly cardboard which is a lot better than single-use plastic. That leads me on to my next point, guys. And this is not a point that people like to hear about. So, obviously, cardboard is recyclable. Paper is recyclable, but only to a certain point. You can't just recycle it forever and ever and ever, amen. It gets about three goes. Now, they don't teach you that on Blue Peter, do they? When they tell you, you know, you can make new books and new pencils. After it's been recycled twice, the fibres are too short. It's been processed as such too too many times. The fibres lose their consistency and they can't bind. Therefore, if you want to recycle cardboard for a third or fourth time, to make it solid, you'd need to add some sort of plastic to bind it together, which is obviously anti what we're doing here. Uh, not to mention that trees are precious as well and, you know, takes a long time to grow on and blah, blah, blah. Definitely on the whole, paper is better. Definitely, definitely. However, I was surprised to find out that tissue paper is not recycled because the... is not recyclable, sorry. Because the point that it's got to tissue paper, it's been basically mulched up so much, the fibres are at the end of their process. They can't be made into anything else, you know. So, much better than plastic because it will biodegrade. It will disappear, it will break down, it will go back into the earth. Ants won't die if they eat it. So, much better than plastic, but still not guilt-free. So, uh, I know a lot of people are really into their tissue papers and things like that. Shiny tissue papers have got plastic on. Glittery tissue papers, guys, you shouldn't need me to tell you this. I'm made of plastic. <laughs> you know, if, it, if you squeeze it and it goes vaguely back straight, it's got plastic in it. I'm sorry to say. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 400 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 4,000 reviews available online right now. And you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST when buying a 3, 6 or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. Please note, this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. 
So in short, paper, tissue, etc. much better. However, don't assume because it's made of paper that it's not having a huge carbon footprint to make it to... You know, the process of recycling itself is really bad for the planet. A lot of things being heated up, a lot of um, chemicals being released into the atmosphere. So it's kind of the lesser of two evils, but it's not guilt-free. Speaking to people about the tissue paper thing as well, which obviously I have just, you know, told you that it's not this amazing thing that we maybe once thought it was, but lesser of two evils. From the feedback that I've got, and, this, and myself included here, I think that tissue paper has a much more luxurious feel. Plastic is very cheap. Plastic says children's toys, Fisher Price and disposable packaging. Tissue paper is very nice. So I don't really need to say it. It's kind of obvious. The reason a lot of people don't want to give up plastic is for spillages. Some drunk person tips a can of beer in the post box. Plastic can save it. The outer envelopes will be ruined, but the plastic will save, you know, the items inside. If it's all in tissue, it won't. If it gets left out on your porch, it gets rained on and dries out, your item's screwed as well. So that's, I think, one of the reasons a lot of big companies don't want to move away from it. A little bit of security for them. Um, and, you know, you could have people saying, oh, my item turned up and it had been rained on or, or the ink had leaked or someone else had spilled on it and it was stained and blah, blah, blah. So I think part of that... Um, yeah, part of the refusal to move away from plastic is it does offer a waterproof protection layer. Um, but, yeah, it looks cheap. One of the things I love about Boo Avenue is um, all the tissue paper and how it feels decadent and pretty and romantic. You know, tissue paper's romantic, layers of nice paper. Plastic? No, not at all. The worst type of plastic... I can't remember the name of it. I should have written it down, but I've forgotten. The worst type of plastic is, you know what salad comes in? It's extra scrunchy, scrinkly. And like I said, if you squeeze it, it goes straight back to its original shape. And it makes that real horrible plasticky sound. And yeah, it's, it, a lot of it is used in salad, fruit and veg, stuff like that. That is the worst because it's a mix of three plastics. So again, not a lot of people know. And I didn't know until I started doing all this research into it. Once plastic's been mixed once, it can't be mixed again. So you can use uh, different types of plastic together to make one thing. You then can't recycle that thing. If you put, say we've got a Tupperware box made of three types of plastic and it's come to the end of its life, it's got a crack in it and we want to recycle it. We can't. If you throw that into the big melty downy pot, that's the technical term, that all the plastic goes in, it will ruin it. It will separate into its own original forms of plastic and it will ruin the whole mix per se. It's like curdling the cake and all the other ingredients will go bad with it so um it's just not doable there is no machinery to do it also crisp packets that would have been a much easier way for me to describe to you what i was saying if i'd have mentioned crisp packets instead of scrunchy salad wrappers but yes crisp packets are non-recyclable um so that sort of scrunchy packaging that is the devil because it's the stuff that tends to be real one use you know one second of I wouldn't even say joy I've never opened a packet of salad slash crisps slash tights and torn off that scrinkly paper and thought yay it's just not like that you don't even see the scrinkly plastic it, it just is something we've got so used to having in between the packaging and our item but we need to not be used to it because it's ridiculous and it's not essential 
you know, when I finished a day of um, lingerie low-down reviews, I've got a hallway full of plastic, so much of it. And I put it in the recycling and I separate it and I do what I can. But I know almost for a fact that the majority of that is not going to be recycled, is not going to be separated or it's not possible. Another thing I found out recently... Um, paper labels on things if that label is shiny it's got a plastic coating on it so not only does that mean that that plastic is going to stay on the earth for hundreds of years it means you can't recycle the paper because you can't you know put it through the process to separate the what's card and what's paper from what's plastic fibers it just can't it's a mixed um not mixed materials it's a much better word like mixed resources or something they use but it basically means it's done it's it's heyday is over it's had its use and now there's nothing else that could be done with it and right now we don't have the technology slash means slash funds to make new um recycling equipment that would essentially split you know these things so yeah margarine tubs again very similar to the plastic um used for crisp packets it's a mix already it's kind of at the end of its life and it's only been used once there's nothing pure in there to take out there's no good plastic let's say to be able to extract and put into other things it it would cost more money and be worse for the environment for us to try and make that into something else than for it to just sit there rotting forever which is ridiculous and it's kind of scary um there's some really good programs recently, like the David Attenborough one that really highlights the issue. There's uh, The War on Plastic with Hugh and Anita. That's three parts. And one part alone is about uh, baby wipes and things like that. And that is terrifying, you know. Um, and the thing is, when I use a baby wipe, I've done it for a reason. So what angers me about all this uh, single-use plastic in lingerie and online retailers is it's not needed it does nothing it literally serves no purpose and it's killing the planet there is an estimated 100 million tons of plastic floating around in the sea that is terrifying 100 million tons of plastic floating around in the sea now what we're very used to seeing is very provocative pictures not provocative that sounded a bit pervy maybe that's not the word i mean no i think it is provocative because it provokes you yes we used to seeing very provocative images of say a turtle going to eat a carrier bag oh no the turtle thinks it's a jellyfish that's just the tip of the iceberg guys because the bags that we can see that they're eating and the plastic things you know just floating around they are the least of our worries because what is scary in the sea is that by the time plastic gets to a certain age it starts to break down it doesn't biodegrade it just gets smaller and smaller it breaks down into tiny little particles those particles don't go anywhere so when i say break down i don't mean erode i mean fall apart you know so what once was say a milk top is now 100 million billion tiny pieces of plastic that we can't see that float in the sea we all know how fish uh, breathe they um, pull the water through their gills and take out the oxygen. Where do we think those microscopic bits of plastic are going? So it's very easy to say, oh, yes, it's bad for the environment because birds eat bags. Yes, they do. And, uh, you know, horses eat dog poo bags and lids and things like that and silly things. And that's a massive issue. But at least you can see it. One of the things that a lot of people don't think about is this microscopic plastic that's literally being drawn up into the atmosphere, showering down all over us and going into the sea. And it's not as easy to clean up as a carrier bag. But that is the end. 
that is the final phase of all of this single-use packaging is going to be that. Tiny microscopic particles that people are breathing in, that are settling in our lungs, and of course the marine life. It is just a little bit scary to think. And I'm rambling a bit here now, but, you know, something that people don't talk about. My friends, they say, oh, I've got a bamboo toothbrush. Great, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Definitely get the bamboo toothbrush. Brilliant idea. Definitely take your you know, your canvas bag out to reuse it. But do you ever stop and think about what most of your clothes are made of? Or what polyester is? Because it's plastic. The most dangerous part of plastic is the very end of it. And I would say the end of its life, but that's not true because it lives forever. The end of its sort of cycle is when it breaks down at these tiny microscopic particles. That's pretty much what polyester is anyway, guys. And every time you wash your polyester pyjamas, tops, sheets, whatever, you know, all of those little particles are being pulled through. They're too small to be stopped by any filter or drain. And they're going straight into the ocean. And that's a lot of things. I think I haven't heard many people mention that, you know, that if you took out my wardrobe, I would say 30% of the overall fabric would be polyester. That's a lot. So not only... Are these clothes bad for the environment because they're hard to recycle? Uh, because they are. Because, again, once you've taken the cotton out of it and the plastic, you've got nothing left. There's not a lot of solid material to recycle. So charity shops don't really like the polyester clothes. A lot of charity shops like Oxfam um, and Link to Romania, which I Link to Hope, used to be called Link to Romania, which I work quite closely alongside with, They, if they don't sell clothing in the shops for a few months, they will send it out to um, another country to be sold, recycled, whatever. They don't want polyester clothes because they've realised that uh, by the time you've shipped the stuff out, it can't be recycled. The carbon footprint of it is shameful. Um, People can't really work with it. So seamstresses and stuff, because the plastic content is so high, there's just not enough raw actual material for them to use. So polyester clothing is really scary, guys, and it's not mentioned a lot. And I know it's not single use, but... It might as well be. You get a big, thick polyester jumper every time you're washing it. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of little plastic microfibers are going straight into the ocean. Um, And as much as you might send it to a charity shop or to a car boot sale, you might extend its life. I can almost guarantee you it's not going to be made into something else if it's got polyester in it because it's plastic and it's rubbish. So I think that's going to be something that um, will be brought to people's attention in you know the not too distant future but you can't do it all you cannot do it all and it's very overwhelming to see how much there is for us to improve on and for us to change but a really good place to start is with single-use packaging a really really good place to start is with single-use packaging and people are ready for it they want the change today lingerie and underwear makes up four percent of women's wear products online in the UK and the USA. On a global scale, lingerie is expected to hit 325.36 billion dollars by 2025. That is a very expensive 4%. So although 4% of the market might not seem a lot to you, um yeah, for knickers and socks and tights, that is a huge amount. That's a huge amount of money that they're making. That's a huge amount of profit they're turning over. It's a huge amount of carbon footprints. Those companies can afford to be more environmentally friendly. They can afford it. 
And what is going to make them want to do it more is if we, the customer, say we want it. We want it and we want it so bad we don't want to buy it uh, with all the plastic, you know. And it's all very well saying, oh, I wish it wasn't like that. But maybe it takes us to stand up and say we're not buying into this anymore. We don't want it. Uh, You can keep the plastic, send it without. Um, So I think the way forward is to just keep being aware and vigilant and pointing out to these companies. You know, we've got a presenter, Sophia Smith, who she's uh, mentioned things so much so that lingerie companies have actually changed their style of packaging. Um, So those are the changes that we need to make and we need to make them together because it is supply and demand and they kind of want your money at the end of the day. So if all these companies think, oh, actually... People care about the planet more than they care about saving 10p on an envelope or something like that. They will, um, they will change. They'll have to. A really great place to raise awareness for things is Twitter. Um, so if you do get something, say you buy yourself a bra online and it comes in five polyester bags, why not take a little picture? You don't have to say that the company are awful that you wouldn't buy the bra. Take a picture of how much packaging you got with your bra and tweet it to them and say you know is this a lot do you think this is necessary for one bra you don't have to boycott the company put a photo up show people how ridiculous and how obscene the amounts of packaging to the product ratio is and you know I guarantee you'll get some sort of response and we just have to do that for you know as long as we can until these companies start listening and that's what they need to do um like I did mention earlier, I think the independent companies are really making an effort. I bought, I know it's not lingerie, but I bought some candles recently off of Etsy. I spent about six quid on these little candles and they came in a lovely re- recycled cardboard sleeve um, with a recycled paper note. And it, I noticed it, you know, I noticed the effort that that lady's gone to to make sure that it's not um, damaging the planet. And I appreciate that. So maybe it takes more people like that to say, like us to say, we noticed the effort you went to. I realise it would have been a lot cheaper and easier and quicker for you to put it in a polyester bag, but you didn't. And, you know, it hasn't gone unnoticed. Please keep doing what you're doing. And companies like, um, Wish and things like that, I'm sure collectively we'd all be happy to pay an extra few P on an item to have it in either biodegradable, recyclable packaging, or just less of the plastic. It is ridiculous. My recycling bin is constantly full, and as I said, I'm pretty sure most of it can't be recycled. Well, I hope today's podcast didn't seem too doom and gloom, guys, because that's not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to raise a little bit of awareness. And, you know, next time you're opening something up that you've bought online, do think to yourself, is this an appropriate amount of packaging for the item that I've bought and am I okay with the fact that these three or four wrappers are going to outlive me they're going to take up space on this earth for longer than I am for the sake of this novelty pair of socks you know so just something to think about and please as I said social media has got so much power nowadays please tweet the companies please take photos please raise awareness um and yeah as a as a whole we will get there and any any change is a good change, but I feel like I feel like some of the real big multi-million pound companies owe us a little bit, and they owe the planet something as well. So yes, get tweeting, get finding your eco-friendly wrappers and packaging, and let's make a difference. 
Thank you so much for joining me. Please don't now go away and throw away all your polyester clothes because that won't help either because I'll go into landfill. Just be aware. Reuse, upcycle, recycle, etc. And no to single-use plastic. In fact, no to single-use anything. Ridiculous. Right. I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will, I won't see you, but I'll hear you or you'll hear me next month for another lovely podcast. And if you know any brands that you think are particularly eco-fantastic that you'd like me to give a little shout out or a mention to, or if you yourself have a lingerie brand and you think, do you know what? I'm really going against the grain. I'm really trying to be eco-friendly. Then you give me a shout and I would love to chat to you. Thanks very much for joining me, guys. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for joining us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.